Hi, Insiders. Welcome back to a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. Today, we're getting an insider's look at the new National Geographic series, A Small Light. Based on an inspiring true story, this powerful eight-episode limited series tells the story of Secretary Meep Gies. Meep didn't hesitate when her boss Otto Frank asked her to hide him and his family from the Nazis during World War II. For the next two years, she and her husband and several other everyday heroes watched over the eight people hiding in the annex. It was Meep who found Anne Frank's diary and preserved it so that she and Otto could later share it with the world. Each and every hero in this story should forever be honored for their sacrifices and bravery, because even in one of the darkest times in history, their courage shined brighter. Today we're talking to Billy Boulay and Ashley Brooke, who play Anne and Margot Frank, respectively. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you both here. I love your energy already. So let's just start with learning more about you. Tell us about yourselves. And Ashley, let's start with you. Oh, I'm Ashley. I play Margot Frank in a small light. Um, I'm so excited to be um, interviewed by you today. And um, a little bit about me is that I've been acting since I was a little girl. I love acting. I also love Disney. Um, I love watching Disney films and and I was a part of a lot of school productions that had to do with Disney. So um, I'm super excited to be chatting today. <laughs> Always so special to hear how Disney is like some of the formative experiences to get into an exciting career like acting. That's very, very cool. Okay, so what about you, Billy? Hello, I am Billy Boulay. A little bit about me. Of course, most actors say this. <laughs> I also started acting when I was really young. Uh, I actually love it. Disney has been a major, major part of my childhood. So I'm very happy to be on this podcast. Uh, I'm very excited to, to talk about the amazing story of A Small Light as well. That's awesome. Okay, so speaking of A Small Light, how do you get these roles? Like what powerful, profound storytelling that we see in this series? How do you hear about it? And then obviously, how do you get the characters that you play? Who wants to go first? Ash, let's go. <laughs> sure. I saw an open casting call on an Instagram post <laughs> and nice. I sent it to my manager at the time and I told her how special of a project this was going to be. Mm. And I remember her response was, this might be fake, but I will try and look more into it. And it, it wasn't fake. Um, I ended up getting an audition soon after for Margot, and mm. I remember I did my audition, and then I think it was a week later, I heard that I had a call back for the next day with new sides, and then um, I think a few days later, I found out that I was going to be doing a network test with the director and producers and creative team. And, and so it was a pretty quick process. It was probably around three weeks time. And I also remember Susanna was so lovely. Um, she DM'd both me and Billy during our process of going from just the audition process and then into the network test. And she was just so lovely throughout. So, yeah. Billy, you were smiling throughout that. What do you, what else do you have to add <laughs> to that? And then tell us your, your perspective on how you got your role. 
I just love that your agent said that this must be fake. For me, I started, I actually, my first audition round was for Margot. Uh, and then I got recalled for Margot, but I, I found it really hard to connect to her. And then luckily I got re like, they said audition for Anne. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a whirl. And I connected to her very easily. I absolutely mm. loved her. I read her diary uh, during the audition process when I was actually auditioning for Margot. I was started mm. to read the diary and I fell in love with her then. I mean, her she's so feisty and, and amazing. I mean, it's just, she's an incredible person. And then obviously I did a network audition as well and then I did a chemistry read with Ashley because obviously she already booked the role um and I was a couple of weeks later and I did an amazing little chemistry read with her which was I found it really weird because obviously she's American and I'm British so I was like <laughs> yeah. you know what if her what if her accent's really bad and then um, I got to see her audition tape and it was amazing and I was like oh well then everything's fine I'm like oh, I'm <laughs> fine I'm not gonna get put off by it um <laughs> And I was and really also positive. I came out of that chemistry read and I told my mom she booked this role. She was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I mean, the one thing that we didn't know was that we were the only people up at that time. Well, actually, I don't know if yeah, yeah, Ashley's nodding, so yes. Um, we were the only people up at that time, but we we thought we were against many people. Um wow. but then when Susanna DM'd us, I was like, oh, she's DM'd me oh my God, this is so cool. And I was like, oh, what if she's DM like 20 other people? <laughs> um, then I found out that she didn't at all. Um, but it was it was such a good audition process. It was quite quite quick, I would say, because um, they were they were looking for Anne for about seven months, I would say. They were going mm. in and out of things, different countries. Um, but great audition process. Everybody was so nice. And when I was, when I met the casting agent and Nanu um, and the whole team, they were so sweet and so welcoming and, and great energy so it made the whole listening so much calmer which is great because you actually get to be in the role that you have to play and not be nervous about it mm. I was gonna say yeah you're both so seamless in your roles it's just so interesting to hear everything that like led up to it I really am fascinated by that chemistry read though that you both were doing together because I know you mentioned Billy that you had obviously read Anne's diary, like, but how are you shaping each of your characters' personalities? And then how do you do that independently? And then how does that work when you join together to then start to interact? Well, for Anne, I decided not to look at any other perspectives of Anne or anybody else that's portrayed her. And uh, when I made that decision, I also made a decision not to read um, Meep's autobiography. Because I didn't, I, I just didn't want to be swayed by what people thought of her. So I really stayed true to her diary, and I wanted to get into her mindset of the way she thinks about people, and about their relationships, and about you know what certain things are said and how she reacts to them. I just wanted to be in her mind and be true to her, and not be swayed about what other my other actors might do in that scene. Or oh wait, this person thought this about her, so therefore I should play it like that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do, this is Anne, and she would do this like this. So for me, I really stayed just true to that. And for the sister thing, we we actually did, before we started filming, we did some Zoom Zoom calls to merge our accents, because obviously she's American, so mm. she had to 
merge with my accent in the and so did I a little bit um in the sense that it, it would seem like we're siblings um so when we did that we had to do some you know questionnaires uh, <laughs> have, uh, things like that to, to to know to know each other as well as doing the accents and one of the <laughs> the best things here is that obviously Anne and Margot are quite different people and then mm. we, were, we were doing what food we like on the on the zoom call and every single one, we were the complete opposite. You know, I said, <laughs> pickles. She was like, I don't like pickles. I was like, I like tomatoes. She's like, I don't like tomatoes. She was like, I like red grapes. And she was like, oh, I like green grapes. And <laughs> this is an insight <laughs> to Ashley Brooke. She goes, I like bananas. And I go, so do I. She goes, but I like green bananas. <laughs> like, My God. Nobody's going to understand that. <laughs> <laughs> who am I filming with that eats green bananas? <laughs> so at exactly that moment, I'd say uh, our characters quite got solidified because, I mean, we got along very well and our food tastes were very different. So we could just merge that into our characters. I was going to say that. I was, I was just going to say that that showed up very well. You can already sense it right now. Like if people can't see it, Ashley's like shaking her head like, what? No. And then... <laughs> sibling like just that beautiful like interaction that dynamic that you two have developed but Ashley tell us your take on that yeah I think what was so special is we before we started filming we got to spend a bit of time together and I feel like Billy and I kind of created that sisterly relationship with one another um as for prep for Margot it was kind of difficult because I there wasn't a diary of her own or her own work. There was some, you know, letters that she wrote that were between Anne and her, which were actually very helpful to me. I read all of other people's perspectives to research for Margot, but then I also had to take into account that they were other people's perspectives. And I, I remember what was so interesting was there's these letters between Anne and Margot, and they're discussing Peter and Anne is jealous of Margot because you know she she's jealous that you know Margot's spending time with Peter, but Margot is saying, "Oh no, I don't think of him that way." But also how um, she feels like she doesn't have anyone else to talk to, mm. and I think that was the moment that really clicked for me. I really felt like Margot just felt misunderstood in so many ways. Um, and I think that Tony and Joan did a great job of incorporating that into the script and, and seeing how, you know, there's a bit of jealousy between Margot and Anne, like both ways. And there's a bit of tension, a bit of rivalry, but also there's so much love between them, especially mm -hmm. because they only had each other for, you know, so many years in the same place. So there was a lot going on, but I would say definitely it was the firsthand accounts that were the most helpful. Very, very interesting. And then, yeah, the way you both shaped the roles is very beautiful, how it translated in the series. Talk to us though about the time period too. Like how are you being informed of, you're obviously talking about the environment that they're in, but just even extending beyond that, the time that they're existing in. Um, do you have consultants that you're working with? What kind of research and information are you getting for that? Um, for me, 
having hearing Holocaust stories has been in my home since I was a little girl. I had Anne's diary since I was probably three years old, just in my room somewhere. Um, also, my grandma is a Holocaust survivor. Mm. So it was really interesting when I was younger, she always told me that she would want to tell me her story, but I was too young at the time to hear it. And then unfortunately, as I got older, she developed Alzheimer's. So I never really heard her story from herself. But when I got this role, uh, my family told me there was a video of her telling her experiences of the Holocaust and what she went through. And that was so informative. And I think maybe because it was a family relation that I had to this role and, and to this project, it really helped me to understand the time period and the gravity and everything. It affected my family so much. So um, that was definitely a weight that I felt. Um, but I, I really remember, especially my grandma's story, she discussed all the fear that was going on, but she was never a negative person. And she also mm -hmm. described all these moments of hope. And that always brought me back to Meep and what hope she was for the Frank family. And so I think all of that combined really helped me for this role in this project. Also, Tony and Joan were so amazing. And once we got on this project, they gave us their list of books and films that they watched to write these scripts. So we were able to do our own digging and our own research. And we were also in Prague and we were going through the Jewish quarter and we had a two hour private tour of the Anne Frank Museum when we were in Amsterdam, which was um, really informative too. So there was, a, there was a lot of research that we were able to do. Wow, that's very, my goodness, that hit just like to the heart so much. It's very personal, you can tell obviously to you. And then what a beautiful tribute this is to the legacy of your grandmother. So thank you so much for sharing that, Ashley. For me, I obviously had done all the World War II research mm -hmm. from school and everything that when I started to get the role, obviously I read her diary. I went back to my education and, and I just did as much research as I could on the time period of it, so going ins and outs of the politics and what was going on and why it happened and all of that. And it, it, was, it was quite a bit. Um, so it took me a couple of weeks to do it all. Um, but that, you know what, that really helped me to, to understand what was going on in that time and what, maybe not what Anne thought because her, her parents did protect her from most of it, but what they were thinking and what they thought about during it and understanding the scripts and what was going on and, and, and the, the stakes of it all it really helped. Also, <laughs> one of my friend's hobbies and main passion is actually World War II. She knows so so much about it so I actually got her to sit down with me and talk at me about it for a couple mm. hours so I got it from a second perspective somebody talking to me about it like as in like a teacher and also doing my own research so I had these like two different ways of processing what was going on so for me that was the main research that I did um yeah I mean it was a, it was a lot of research but it really helped me get into into how they felt and how it felt like living in that time, definitely for more of the, for the adults as well, how they were felt as well. The tremendous amount of research. Sounds like a lot of preparation, obviously. So what happens? You're on set, 
Where are you filming this series? Uh, we filmed it in Prague. Uh, mm. For the most part, we filmed for four months in Prague, and we filmed for throughout the, those four months. We filmed for two to three weeks in Amsterdam, but uh, in Prague, we it was set built, but it was an exact replica of the annex, like stairs going up and down. It was completely exactly the same, um, and also the, the the spacing of it was the same, which I thought it might have been a little bit bigger mm. uh, until we went to Amsterdam and looked went into the annex and it was just weird because it was all the same yes the annex was a little bit smaller ours was probably you know like this much bigger but that's because we had to fit in you know crew and and camera crew and and set people and everybody that was in there plus the actors um so when we were actually in the set it felt the same as being in the annex it was very cramped but I think that they've done an amazing job at it because you don't want it you don't want they didn't want to show a false place i mean they wanted to show the true annex and how it actually felt to live there so i think they've done an amazing job at doing that i mean the set design was incredible but we did film in prague mainly do you remember the first time that you stepped on that set and kind of what that felt like again after all this preparation the personal connections do you remember that yeah i do when i first walked on it's hard to explain if uh, when you walk onto the set you just see like wood until you walk into the door and that's when you see the place. So it on the outside, it looks very weird. It looks just like boxed walls everywhere. But when you go inside, I mean, I was just in awe. I thought it was incredible. The amount of time and work they put into that set is amazing. And they've done an, an amazing job with it all. I mean, I think personally, when I watched the show, I was like, ah, they've done a good job. I think it looked, I think it looked great. Mm. what about you Ashley um as to the set design yeah like your first day on set your first yes. your, rather your first day what were your first impressions that first feeling of stepping into the annex absolutely I was also in awe I think we all were because we didn't really know what to expect I think coming into it as to what everything would look like And I remember we were doing a photo test and a video test before we started filming and before we started seeing set. Um, And I remember Billy and I were both there and we were just shown photos by the set designer of what everything was going to look like. And we were all in awe. We, We didn't realize how specific everything was going to be how even the little photos that you see you know that they you know the frank family took to the annex like what was so important to take to the annex everything was so beautifully detailed um and also the costuming really just helped us all to step into our characters um matthew who's the costume designer on a small light is incredible (laughs) i remember this moment between Billy and I, when I first saw Billy come down the hall in her whole costume, hair, makeup, same with me. And we just had a double take. Like we, it was just, it was funny, but I, I think, I think the costuming and the set design are just wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Just, just to build on that. I mean, we started laughing because we were the exact replicas of them I mean it was it was astonishing how they completely transformed us 
And I think we just, well, personally for me, I had just a second after I saw her and I was like, wow. I mean, they are putting work into this project. They're putting their blood into this project. It was was incredible. They really worked hard. Every single person that was on this project Absolutely. And also it was really interesting because they had this specific photo of Margot where her hair is rolled. And I think it's a school picture that was inspiration for the first episode. And they spent like two hours every time I was in the chair, just rolling the hair. Mm. I I had a lot at the time. (laughs) But um, so, but they all did. They really, they put in the work and the time and then also just putting on those glasses and having the full costume. It really just felt so transformative. I did not feel like myself, honestly. Gosh, wow. What a transformation as you're both saying and what a journey to get there. And you, you can really tell, like we've been talking about, it's very personal. You can really see how you shined through all of everything that the story is about. What would you say, though, makes the series different from other retellings that we've seen? I would say that a small light isn't done through a documentary style. It's So therefore, it's very different. It's not somebody talking at you for three hours about a very hard story. It's it's something that you can you can breathe through and enjoy because it has their ups and downs and and be educated in a very different way at the end of it. I mean, definitely through the story because I mean, Meep's story hasn't been told before, and I think it's such an important story to tell. And I mean, none of Anne Frank's diary, nothing like that would have would have been here without her. I mean, this great writer uh, Anne. Who, who got to to tell her story so well. I mean, none of it would have happened without Meep. And having the story being told definitely through her perspective, I think is just, it's incredible. And it's needed, definitely needed at this time period uh, when I've heard that in the US people are taking Anne Frank's diary away from the education system. And I think this is a timeless series where people can add it to the education system and show children this. And, and I think they would be educated about this in a very different way because they get to actually focus on something and not nod off. Because I know myself, you know, even if you get the diary, I'm not a great reader, so I wouldn't process everything in the diary that well. And if it's a lecture, you know, I don't particularly like having somebody talking at me for that long. So this show really gets to, to grip them and let them be emotionally connected to it so that they can be educated in a far different way and actually know about the topic which I think is completely I mean it's in, it's amazing that we get to do that and I really think that that would be an amazing thing to do within the school system for America um, and in any school system to have this here because this is a story that needs to be told we are the last generation to have holocaust survivors so it's now is the time to push this history so that people don't forget it and to make sure that it doesn't get repeated to this extent. Also, just building off of what Billy's saying, I think a lot of people think that they know Anne Frank's story and what happened to them. And you think, oh, there's so many Holocaust stories that are out um, now. But I think there's really nothing like a small light. And when I first was reading through the scripts, I was I was really amazed at how modern it felt. You don't feel like 
you are in the 1940s. This is very relevant dialogue. You feel like it's present day almost. And so I think that that just helps it feel so much more relatable. And I think it also says so much about the current climate and having it feel relatable is so necessary because like we were saying, anti-Semitism is on the rise, unfortunately. And Anne's diary is unfortunately being pulled from some schools in the U.S. And I have, that is absolutely awful. Um, so it is shows like this that are being brought to an international platform. And it's amazing that Disney and Nat Geo are doing this because I think it's so important to have stories that allow you to digest this material in a way that feels relevant and human. Um, and I think Tony and Joan, who are the showrunners on the show, did an incredible job writing the scripts so that you feel for the characters that you are seeing on the screen. You both and the rest of the cast, the crew, and everyone in this series truly, truly do that. You help viewers connect. And as you're saying, it's a very critical time in history to be aware of for everyone. And again, yeah, to not repeat um, where we've been. So thank you both so much for sharing about the series. I, we, we fall in love with the humans in this um, series. Like we've fallen in love with you in this interview and we want to know more about you and your Disney fandom. Are you ready to take on the Insider 5 with us? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> waiting for this. <laughs> I love Ashley's energy. I love Billy's energy. You're both, you're both ready for this. Here we ready. go. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? Okay. When I was four years old, I was obsessed with The Little Mermaid, and my parents threw me a birthday party where they had someone dressed as Ariel and come to my house and I was just in awe. I loved it so much and I think that might be my first like Disney movie fan moment. <laughs> Iconic birthday moment. Ashley yes. bringing it. All right, Billy, what about you? For me, it was Cinderella. Uh, the original cartoon, obviously. It was my sick movie, so anytime I was sick, I would watch it. But I wouldn't just watch it. I would watch it beginning to end and then repeat. Beginning to end and then repeat. And let's just say <laughs> my, my parents might have just gone sick of it a little bit. <laughs> I love it so much. Disney princess movies, the best. Okay, next question. If you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? Well, unfortunately, I've never been to Disneyland or World, so I don't have that yet. It's okay. I know. I know. Billy, I will take her. Now. I will take her. <laughs> on my there bucket it is. list. It is on my bucket list. Sisterly love okay, well, coming mine, through. <laughs> mine is Splash Mountain, and so I will be taking you, Billy, to Splash Mountain. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? Oh, I would sing Let It Go. 100%. I mean, I love that. To be fair, it's, it's like the Disney song I know every word to, and I will do it with all my courage and all my strength and energy. I will sing for the go. Fantastic. Honestly, I totally would too. I did a production in elementary school of Beauty and the Beast, and I was Mrs. Potts and sang Tale as Old as Time. So I might have to pull that one back out. <laughs> for amazing. That is so good. Okay, your next question. Let's see actually now, Ashley, what you answered to this based off of that last answer. You're invited to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress at? All right, I'm thinking 
either Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse because I, I really do love them so much. No, Mrs. Potts, got it. That's why I was curious. I mean, I could bring out my elementary school costume. I, I could do that. Oh, good. All right, Billy, what about you? Well, one of my favorite Disney films is Hercules. So, but I'm so panicked that I'm saying her name wrong. Megara? 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 Meg. Megara? Meg. Yeah. That one, her purple dress with the flowers on the, oh. my favorite ever. And in a heartbeat, I will do that. A goddess, a goddess through and through. Okay, to close us out on the Insider Five, which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? I would say just keep swimming from Finding Nemo or How Warm Hugs Are the Best from Olaf and Frozen. Wonderful, <laughs> Billy. Just keep swimming was my one. <laughs> you can have it. You're family in the series. You're family now. You're part of the Disney family. I don't know, Billy. You're called. God, Ashley, you're stealing. <laughs> Look, I can't think of one now. Don't just keep swimming. For me, just keep swimming because, I mean, you've just got to keep swimming. You've got to move past anything that gets thrown your way that you don't like and focus forward. That's why, that's why just keep swimming was my one. The bond is strong between you two, and I cannot thank you enough for the time today. We absolutely love this series. It's so important. Thank you for doing it so beautifully. And thank you for showing us even more about your Disney fandom with the Insider Five. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's our show. Watch A Small Light Wednesdays on National Geographic and stream it the next day on Hulu and Disney Plus. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes. Subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code LIGHT. The code expires May 23rd, 2023 at 11.59pm Pacific Time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney Movie Magic.